Hey guys, welcome to the Something About Tuesdays podcast. I'm your host, Phoebe Joy. Join me every other Tuesday for a lighthearted podcast to keep you company while you do your thing. Hey guys, welcome back to Something About Tuesdays, episode 14. Do you all, do you all know something? Okay, let's try that again. Hey guys, welcome back to Something About Tuesdays, episode 14. I'm your host, Phoebe Joy, and hi! Hey, welcome back. And guess what, you guys? Something I just realized today. Uh, I think I've tested this theory a couple of times, but I actually counted today. And I think since this episode comes out in September that I've officially done six months worth of podcasts. Woohoo! <laughs> I do think doing it every other week has helped me be more consistent in making sure that I have um, an episode and, and content and things to say. But my first episode came out in March, <laughs> not January, March. Um, but let's see. So we've got March, April, May, June, July, August. Yeah, that's six months. And now we're we're heading into month seven. So I've officially had a podcast for six months or over six months, I should say. Woohoo! Take your victories and your wins when you can get them. I'm so excited about it. Um, And you guys, six months in, and I am still pretty excited about it. I really do enjoy recording and and throwing things out there um, for people to listen to, to, you know, help you guys just focus on other things, you know, be that background when you just need a little bit of help. Y'all, I'm still there. I still, um, I think I've increased my podcast listening <laughs> because it really does help. I've been trying to not just, um, I'm, I'm a, I love YouTube, of course, and I'm always watching stuff on YouTube, but the issue with watching stuff on YouTube is that visually it also, I want, it wants to catch my eye. And so while I definitely still do stuff while watching stuff on YouTube, uh, my podcasts, I think are steadily even beating out my YouTube views because more than anything, I'd prefer to have my my hands and my eyes kind of free to do whatever I need them to while I listen. So that part of my brain is still occupied. So yay for podcast. Um, actually, one podcast that I've been, um, I recently started listening to is called the Moral Support Podcast. And, and that's a couple of ladies who from my my church um organization the UPC they they're these two you know awesome influential women um who have a podcast and they do it kind of like this one where uh for being such influential amazing spiritual women they just talk about kind of regular life and of course they throw in good nuggets and things like that um that help build you up spiritually and build your faith but they also just like talk like normal people and so it was kind of cool to see and to hear you know just um other you know someone who I would admire or look up to be just a normal person and so yay plugs for um for podcast of course mine thank you for listening but also for other ones um that are just fun to listen to yay for podcast if you're gonna start a podcast do the thing um, go ahead. It'll be fun. But if you're like, nah, I'm, I'm just into listening to them, then yay. I'm glad you're here and <laughs> willing to do that too. But, um, here we are episode 14. Um, it's kind of funny because the very first thing I have written down to kind of talk about is, um, kind of those odd sleeping quirks or habits, like things that you have to do, maybe not while you're sleeping, but, once you've gone to bed or things that you've noticed because once again you guys I am on a mission to go to bed early (laughs) I had my six month check-in my first six months of the year I did okay remember I tried to do the 10 to 6 and I was so determined to be a 10 to 6 person well I can't remember if I mentioned this my last episode or the episode before, but I have shifted that a little bit to be an 11 to 7 person. (laughs) And you're like, Phoebe, really? Yes, yes, yes. And sometimes you got to be fluid and flexible, you guys. Same goals, same goals, still sleep. But because my school now, um, we start a little bit later. Our whole district started this whole new thing. I touched on it some last week uh, with different 
start times and things like that. So my school actually starts later at 940. And so since I don't have to be there until about 925, um, that gives me a lot more time in the morning. So I don't want to just, you know, sleep until the last minute um, and then get up and, and go to work. But I kind of now it's like I have even more opportunity to to take advantage of my mornings like um, I tried to last year when I was under a different schedule and so the 10 to 6 was wonderful for last year and I you know tried to do that but now I'm shifting it a little bit to 11 to 7 and I have to say that I'm a lot more successful with this 11 to 7 um, because so I've, I've come up with a system. I was just talking about it with a friend at work uh, this past week. We were talking about how it's hard to go to sleep sometimes and how it, it almost seems like a few years ago, we used to be able to go to bed earlier, but now because of our phones and social media and um, just things that interest us on our phone, that we can find ourselves staying up late and we'll go to bed, but then we're you know on our phones in bed and things like that. So I was talking to her about my trying to get to the 11 to 7 system and I've created, I won't say created a system, this is nothing new, this is something that everybody I'm sure when they try to figure out their life think about, but I've tried to stop um, all my, since I want to be in bed by 11, at 9 is when I try to stop all my um, electronics and things that would require uh, visual attention as far as like any videos, um, if I'm watching any videos or, you know, playing any like fast paced games or anything like that, I try to stop by nine o'clock. And so at nine o'clock, no, is it nine o'clock? No, 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 no. Nine o'clock was my 10 to six. I try to stop it at 10 o'clock. There we go. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. See, I stop it at 10 o'clock because that gives me an hour between, um, when I, you know, need to go to be in bed by 11, but 10 o'clock lets me start winding down. So I'm sorry, not two hours before, but an hour before. I think nine o'clock is what I tried with my 10 to six time. And that was so hard because sometimes, especially if you have um, things to do in your second half of the day, you know, after work, you don't even get home until after nine. And so then you're like, but I really want to check my social media and I really want to catch up on my videos and da, 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 da. So I made it 10 o'clock and so at 10 o'clock I'll shut that down and I have to stop it right then and be like, okay. And it's kind of funny because I found that what I do is at 10 o'clock I start thinking about what I need for the next day and I actually start preparing for it. I know, I know it sounds common sense. (laughs) Remember when we talked about our life hacks a couple of episodes ago? It sounds common sense, but I tell you what. Living life is so much different than actually talking about it. <laughs> and so, um, so I know, like, we know that we should do, you know, turn off electronics maybe an hour before we go to bed, but to actually put it in practice is a different thing. And so I've been putting that in practice. I'm super proud that I've been able to do that. And I find that I start thinking about what I need for the next day um, and just winding down. And so I will make my lunch for the next day. I'll think about what I might want to wear. I don't always um, come up with an outfit because I am definitely one of those (laughs) who every day I'm like, okay, what do I want to wear today? Because it's based on my mood and based on the weather. And so it's hard for me to pick clothes out in advance because the next day I might be like, you know what? I want to wear something bright. I'm feeling bright today. I want to wear yellow or, you know, I'm feeling more subdued and chill. I want to wear blue or I'm feeling sophisticated. Let me get some, um, some black with a a touch of leopard print, you know? (laughs) So, um, so it helps me to kind of think about, you know, what do I need for the next day? And I will, you know, shower during that time. I'll wind down. If there's a book or something I want to read, because I do have time in that time frame, I might pick up a book and read a chapter or two of it. Um, and just, I'll just slow down. I will touch base with my husband because a lot of times I find that when I'm on my phone and doing all those other things, I may be around my husband, but we're not interacting. Right. And so, um, and now I'm like intentionally be like, hey, what you doing? What's up? You know, at least just some more face to face time before I'm like, oh, I got to go to bed. I'm sleepy, you know, and then all we do is just sleep next to each other. So um, so we that's helped because then now I'm like at least 
paying attention to his face <laughs> before I go to bed. I know that sounds so funny, but if, if, if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about, where you just, just sometimes y'all do your own thing right before you go to bed. You're like, hey, hey, and then, <laughs> and then y'all are out. So this does help me to even connect with my husband some more um, before I go to bed, prepare for the next day. I remember things. Uh, for example, so this past week, I was supposed to bring um, some paper into work. And of course, at work, I was like, oh, I'll remember. I even set an alarm I thought to remember. And apparently, I never turned it on. So right before I go to bed, though, I'm just sitting there getting stuff ready. And then it hits me. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm, oh, I'm so glad that I remembered to grab that paper. So I grabbed that paper and I put it in my bag to put in my car right then. <laughs> Life hack, do it right then or you will forget. And um, so I was able just to remember things. It was like, it gave my brain enough time to kind of wind down, review the day, and get ready for the next day, um, that hour before I went to bed. Because doing it like five, ten minutes before I went to bed, or you know, before the time I was supposed to be in bed, wasn't really working. So that's something that helped me. If you guys want to try that, let me know how it goes. Um, but just trying to like slow down on that. And then I won't even say that I completely get off my electronics because I get off those things that are active with my brain. So like the videos and the things that might flash that might keep me awake. But once I get in bed at 11, um, one thing that I found that helps me go to sleep is I will, um, play like a word game because I love words and I'll play like Wordle or a crossword puzzle. And that kind of winds me down. It helps my brain to kind of calm down because I'm thinking, but not it's not being used in the same way as it would if I was watching a video or something. And so it kind of winds down and then I do get sleepy because it is just like a kind of a slow monotonous game that goes at my own pace. Right. And so that winds me down and then next thing you know, I'm ready to go to sleep and it's been great and it has worked really well the last couple of weeks. So if you guys, um, are thinking about like, Oh my goodness, you know, obviously I should know I should go to bed early. I'm telling you, give yourself just like that hour before to maybe get off the major electronics, you know, just the things that would occupy your brain completely and just kind of, I guess, um, make, have a divide there. And I do think that, um, a habit can develop and, and help with that because it helped even on the weekend last weekend. I, you know, next thing I know, I was ready to be in bed by 11 or 12. And normally it's like one or two on the weekends, which makes it hard to recover during the week. So anywho, <laughs> all of that came from the sleeping in habits. Okay. So my sleeping habits was just one thing that I do is I always keep a cup of water by the side of my bed. And I don't know when exactly I started that. Um, but I mean, at least for the last few years, man, I maybe even since I've been married, I'm not exactly sure, maybe even before then, but I've kept a cup of water, um, by the side of my bed because for whatever reason, and hit me up if y'all have the solution to this, but at nighttime, I guess my voice, my throat gets dry. I don't know, but I'll just wake up thirsty or I will like, I'll have to cough in the middle of the night. Um, and I just need that, that cup of water and it doesn't happen every night, but it most definitely happens like frequently enough that I will, like, I have to have that cup of water by my bed. Even if I don't get up that night, the chance is just too high where I just might wake up and I'm like, oh my goodness, I really need some water because my throat gets dry, really dry. And maybe it's because, <laughs> maybe it's because I snore. I don't know. My husband says I snore. I don't think I snore all the time. I do think I snore sometimes, but I think I snore when I'm like sick or if maybe uh, my nose is partially clogged or something like maybe that's when I snore, but maybe it's more frequently than that. And, and maybe I'm just one of those like loud mouth snores and my throat gets dry. I don't know. Um, it's kind of funny. I was listening to one of my podcasts and he was saying how he had him and his wife had set up a video, a video of them sleeping and just to see kind of what happens and how active one of them is and how, you know, much the other person maybe snores and the other person moves or how much they move and like all the movement that goes on. And I don't want to record myself sleeping, but I am kind of curious what kind of like my when I'm sleeping habits, like what do I do? Like what is it maybe that dries my throat out like crazy? And maybe it just could be I'm not hydrating enough throughout the day. I do think that is something I got to work on. Um, Y'all know that's one of my one of my resolutions. <laughs> I think it's been Marla's resolution for like three years now, but um, to drink more water. 
Um, so that could be a thing maybe that plays a part. I don't know. I think I have to Google that or something. Or if you guys know anything about or have experienced that, maybe I'm not alone in that. I do not know my husband doesn't need water to go to sleep. I don't really know anybody else who has to have water beside their bed to go to sleep, but it's definitely something that I need. And, uh, (laughs) I find it an interesting quirk. Um, but another kind of funny thing is, and I, I cannot be alone in this. I am sure, um, that there are other people who agree with me because I think I've talked about it with my husband, but have you ever overslept or, um, like your alarm went off and you've decided to just keep sleeping because you felt like you didn't get the sleep you deserved? Okay. So for example, let's say you were sleeping really good and, but then you woke up, I don't know, 20 minutes before your alarm was supposed to go off and you think, oh, and you're not even tired when you wake up. Like maybe you woke up naturally or maybe something woke you up and you're like, no, I still have time to sleep. And so you try to go back to sleep. And of course, it's hard to go back to sleep when you know your alarm's going to go off in a few minutes. But you try to anyway, and then your alarm goes off. And because it does, you're like, but wait, I, I still have to make up that sleep. And so you lay there, and then you end up oversleeping. That happens to me so much when I think, or even if I've had like a bad night's sleep, but then I'll look up, and, and then it's almost time for me to wake up, almost time for my alarm to go off. And I'm like, no, I refuse. <laughs> and so I end up oversleeping. That extra five, 10 minutes is not going to you know, make up for that entire night of bad sleeping. And yet I still am like, no, or even if I slept really good, but I'm like, I've got to make up that time. And then what I end up doing is I just end up oversleeping. And that happened to me last week. Um, thankfully, you know, I can be at work later now, but I had actually had good sleep. I think I had made it to bed by 11. Um, but it was like, I think uh, maybe like 6.30 or 6.45 and something had woken me up. And I was like, but it's not time for me to be awake yet. I still have until 7. And so I laid there and my alarm went off at 7. I was like, no, I have to make up this time that I lost that few minutes when I woke up. And the next thing you guys know, it was 8.30. And I was like, oh, I really do kind of get up and start getting ready for work. And it's kind of funny, but it's something that I realized that I do. And when it comes to sleeping, as I feel like I have to kind of make up that time, whether or not, you know, it's it's actually doing anything or not. Um, but uh, connected to that. So going back to how like the hour before I go to bed, I've been trying to, you know, kind of monitor my electronic time and screen time and things like that. So on the flip side, one thing I tr- I've kind of tried to do a couple of days that um I think it might be helpful, so it might be something I continue. I'll have to keep you guys posted on that. Is that the first fifteen to thirty minutes not being on my phone? I, again, it sounds like a given, but a lot of times I would use my phone to help wake me up. And so when my alarm goes off, I'll grab my phone, and then I'm like, okay let's see who's up with me. And so I get on Facebook and I'm like, okay, who's posted in the last 20, 30 minutes? Um, I'll get on Instagram. I'll get on things that get my mind going because I'm like, okay, I want to wake up. But as y'all already know, the downside to that is that 20, 30 minutes, even 45 minutes can pass with me laying in bed looking at my phone. And that is some wasted time. And so um, I think ooh, it was a few days ago, maybe, maybe it was last week. But I had, my alarm went off and I grabbed my phone and I was like, you know what? I don't, my brain, I don't feel like having it start that early, you know, on social media and on my phone and looking up YouTube and videos. Cause sometimes I'll play a video while I'm getting ready. You know, um, <laughs> I just love to, I, I love having company. Let's just put it that way. And so I said, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to do it for at least the first 15 minutes. Like, let me let my brain wake up at the pace that it wants to wake up. Like if it wants to wake up slow then let it wake up slow, if it wants to wake up racing with thoughts of what I need to get done for the day, then let it, let my brain do it. Like let it sort out the day or let it slowly wake up. I, I was like, I'm going to give my brain at least 15 minutes to kind of wake up in, in the zone that it needs to be in. And then we'll move from there. Um, and maybe even 30 minutes, you know, so I, like while I'm brushing my teeth, washing my face, I'm taking my shower, depending if I do, you know, morning or night, whatever. Um, however, I'm, whatever I'm doing for that first 15 to 30 minutes, 
just not involving my phone. And I know I sound like a phone addict because I'm sure for some of you, you're like, I don't look at my phone right away. Like what? But I know that there are others like me. So, <laughs> um, try that though, that like 15 minutes when you get up, even if it's just 15, maybe even 30 minutes of not looking at your phone. And sometimes what I'll try to do is, you know, let my brain kind of work through whatever's going on. Um, sometimes I'll even start praying because one of the reasons I wake up early is to um, pray in the morning. And so sometimes I'll already go ahead and start thinking about God and get my brain kind of kind of set and be like, hey, God, whew, here we are, you know. So that kind of helps um, warm me up to it um, and warm, <laughs> warm me up to prayer or whatever. But um, having that 15 minutes in the morning has been, it's been really good. So um I would probably say, and I'm not trying to make this a, you know, self-help podcast or anything, but um, if you want to try to think about how to wrap your your sleep around just some quick little good habits as far as, you know, getting off your phone a little bit before you go to sleep and not getting on your phone right away when you wake up, I tell you what, there are benefits to it. I'm doing it and there seems to be benefits to it. Now, obviously, you don't have to do it every day. Um, it'd be awesome if we could do habits like that, but give yourself some grace. Always give yourself some grace and, and don't be too hard on yourself. Otherwise, it'll take the, the fun and joy right out of it. But anywho, um, those are just things that around sleep that I think have been some good habits and, and things like that. So kind of um, connected to that. Last episode, I talked about how I had a free credit for Audible. I've got my other one. The, the other one came up. I haven't used it yet, but I did use my first one and I used it on a book from Joyce Meyer. Yeah. So um, I think when I talked about last time, I was debating between a fiction book and a nonfiction book. And I think I even threw out that one of the nonfiction books that I've heard a lot about um, that people had commented of being really good was Atomic Habits. And that's still kind of on my, my, it is on the back burner. Uh, I haven't used September's credit yet, so um, maybe I will uh, use it for that one. I don't know yet, but I ended up using my credit for Joyce Meyer's book. I think it's called, um, I, I think Making Every Day Count or something about being happy every day or living in the moment. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I, I have found, so this woman, um, I, I I love self-help books. I don't want to say self-help books. I want to say I love self-encouragement books. <laughs> you know, things that encourage you to um, to do your best, be your best, you know, to give yourself grace, little, you know, tips and tricks and things like that, just practical things and stories and all that stuff. Um, I love it. I love all of that. I love, but I love my fiction books too. So um, I love it all. And even when I was younger, I think the very first Joyce Meyer book I had read was called Woman to Woman, and it was a devotional type book. And I just loved her style. I loved her style of writing. Um, I I thought it was very practical. It connected to the way that I thought and the way that I think. Uh, so I really liked um, reading that book and I actually have a couple more of her books. So then when I got on Audible... I don't even know what made me look her up. I don't think I looked her up intentionally. I think she came across maybe like a suggestion. And I was like, oh, yeah, Joyce Meyer. Like, I know there's all these other, like, ladies and famous, you know, more popular authors now. Um, but, man, don't don't miss out on Miss Joyce. Like, she's still, I still love um, the things she has to say. I listened to a sample of the, um, of the book. And, oh, no, I think it was 20, 20 Habits for Happy. Every day, oh my goodness, I'm gonna have to look it up. But um, I listened to the sample, and in that sample, I even just loved what was written and how it was written and what she had to say. And so I, I was like, you know what, this is. <laughs> it was twenty way, twenty ways to make every day better. That's what it was. And um, even just in that sample, I, I just, I really liked what she had to say. And so I picked Joyce Meyer. I felt like it was a good. Um, it was something that I would want to listen to. Uh, maybe not necessarily everybody. It was, I think it's a book that I would want to listen to over and over. I haven't, I've started it, but I'm listening to it slowly because I want to hear, you know, what she has to say. I, I often listen to it while I do other things similar to uh, the purpose of this podcast, but um, 
I did find that I I like this Joyce Meyer one. I know she's sort of like an older author, um, and maybe not as popular these days, but but yeah, don't sleep on her. She's pretty awesome, and I've been really enjoying the things she's had to say um, in that book. So I do like Audible so far because I really like that book, uh, and I like the person who reads for her, <laughs> um, who reads the book. I listened to two different ones who um, were reading her books, and one of them I wasn't really a fan of, um, but this one, she sounds kind of like a like a grandma who wants to give just some good advice. So I, I'd like, I like her voice and things like that. But anyway, so that was my audible choice was Miss Joyce Meyer, um, 20 habits to make every day better. It's a great book a great audible. If you want a suggestion and really, um, some of her other books are pretty good. I realized that she spoke my language when one of her books is called eat the cookie by the shoes. Y'all, if you know me, you know me. You know that is 100% like how I like to live my life. Eat the cookie and buy the shoes. I mean, that'll preach. That'll preach in my life. Um, I haven't read that book yet, but just that title of the book, I was like, yes. (laughs) That sounds like me uh, most definitely. So anyway, okay. So speaking of books, I have, uh, I am back in school, Um, not just school as far as being a teacher, but I am enrolled in some classes to get um, an endorsement for teaching for the position that I'm in. And um, in being, being back in school, man, getting back into the grind of having to um, right. Cause it's, these are, um, I'm in two classes and they're both online classes, woohoo, fully online, which is awesome. Uh, for being, uh, since I work full time, I knew when I was, um, back when I was actually in school, I wasn't a huge fan of online classes because I just preferred to go to class, see people, you know, make connections, talk to the professor, have them talk to me. That was just the way that I like to learn. But, um, the man, the benefit and perks of online classing classes and, being able to kind of work at your own pace ish and, you know, do those things is kind of nice. But the, the, with online classes, you guys know, comes the discussion boards, mm-hmm. write your post, respond to at least two other people in your class, you know? <laughs> yeah. Trying to keep up with that. I'm like, oh my goodness. And I mean, and I get why they have to have some type of engagement, right? They have to build some type of community as the professor and the teacher, but man, being the student, writing that is just like, okay. <laughs> it's It does make you have to read the text. You do at least read it, skim it to come up with things to say. Um, and you don't want to sound like you, you don't know what you're talking about when you're responding to others. So it does, I guess, encourage uh, you to read the text and everything. But it is kind of like more. But I said all that to say. So I, the textbook that I'm using, um, I'm using from a friend who took the same class. Actually, two of my friends have taken the class and we were, um, we're borrowing the book from my first friend. So it's, I was telling them as I was going through the textbook that I absolutely love having used textbooks because I get to see the highlights that other people put. Um, even back in college, I know some people liked books that were brand new and they don't like things being marked up, but I loved it because man, if I didn't have time to read a chapter, I would read like the things that other people highlighted and was like, okay, hopefully that's good enough. And and I'd be good to go. Um, so I love reading the textbook that I have now because the things are already highlighted, but then not only are there highlights, but there's also notes written in the margin. And because I'm the third one, it's kind of like the, um, Oh, what was that book called? The the sisterhood of the traveling pants where like all the girls wore the pants and, but it, you know, fit them perfectly, but they all shared in it or whatever and had the memories. It kind of feels like that is the sisterhood of the traveling textbook. And so I get to see kind of their comments and what they wrote. And I was like, it felt like I was having a study partner <laughs> seeing what they found was important. And then the fact that I had one of my friends, um, who, the one who bought the book, she goes through and like writes the notes and there's questions at the end of this, um, at the end of the chapters. And man, she went through and answered them all. And then the second friend, she went through and and referenced what page numbers it was on. And I was like, man, like by the time it got to me, I was like, thank you guys so much. Like (laughs) so much of what I needed to know was right there and I could focus right in on it. So 
Um, I really liked having a used textbook and shout out to you, um, my friend, Miss Miss Bartley, shout out to you for letting me use this textbook. I appreciate it. Thank you so, so much. Um, anyway, so that was that, that was my, my book part. So moving on random things. So these next few things are random things that either popped into my head or that I thought about in the last couple of weeks. Um, that I think just happens to everybody. I think that's also kind of part of this podcast or are those things that I experience that I want to throw out there and be like, this has got to be like a, a human thing, right? This isn't just a Phoebe thing. It might be, but I, I think somebody, somebody out there can relate to this. Um, and one of those things is songs that pop into your head that are like when I say random, very random and that, that maybe you don't even know what triggered it. Right. Or, and they're, and they're just random songs. So for me, there are three songs that frequently, and I won't, I won't even say frequently, I would say frequently, if you look at the span of my life, um, and compared to how often I should be thinking about these songs, um, but songs that just come into my head based on some type of mood. And I don't even know what mood it is, but they'll pop into my head. So here, when you hear these three, you're gonna be like, oh my goodness. So the first one, this one's a good one, but this one pops into my head. Um, I don't, I don't even know when. I think if it's like, if I'm feeling kind of good, maybe often like after leaving church, we wouldn't have sang the song or anything, but it's the song Forever, um, sung by, I think originally Carrie Job, Carrie Joby, Carrie Job, is that his name, Carrie Job, um, Forever, um, Forever he is glorified, that one, da, 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 da. like nothing has to happen for that song to randomly come into my head. Um, and, and I think it's the verse that, that, um, let me see the moon and stars, they wept. That was it. The morning sun was dead. And for whatever reason it will, when I say randomly, I'll just be driving. And then I'm like, and I think what, what? Why am I thinking about that? Maybe if I'm looking at the sky, maybe and I'm, if I'm thinking about the moon and the stars or something, I have no idea. But that one randomly pops into my head. But that one makes a little more sense than these next two, okay? Um, because of church, and I'm in church a lot, so I think about, you know, God a lot. I try to, um, so I can see that connection. But these next two, y'all, like, <laughs> okay. So another one, and this will come to my head at least once, maybe twice a year. Um, or maybe like once a year and not around Halloween, y'all, that's not when it gets in my head, but it's the song flying purple people leader. It was a one on one horn flying purple people leader. Y'all, I don't know why, like <laughs> flying purple people leader, da, 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 flying purple people leader. So like strange to me. I don't know why. I don't know what mood I have to be in to trigger that. I think that song has to be tied to, okay, so somewhere in my brain, these songs are tied to feelings that I feel like subconsciously, maybe consciously, but mostly subconsciously. And so that way, when I subconsciously feel this feeling, that song just comes into my head. It somehow goes from the subconscious into the conscious. And the next thing I know, I'm singing Flying Purple People Eater. And I do not know why. <laughs> That's a fun little song, by the way. Um, the Flying Purple People Eater song. But that one, that one, that one comes, it's less frequent than this next one, but it comes randomly still. Um, and probably once a year or so. And then I'm just like, where? Why? Like, I haven't heard that song in ages. Really, I haven't. It doesn't come around Halloween, so I don't think it's connected to that. It just comes around. Um, and then the, this last one, this one comes probably, I would probably say once a month, maybe once every other, every other month. And I, I, I don't know why. So, and it does come, maybe I, I think the trigger might be around nighttime. <laughs> because it's the song in the dark of the night um from Anastasia yeah so I absolutely when I was in I think fourth grade is when I first watched the movie Anastasia and I loved it and for being a kid who was easily freaked out by kind of scary things I'm very surprised that that movie that had um Rasputin 
and things that were in there did not scare me for whatever reason. I, I, I guess I was like, I got Jesus. I ain't worried. And it was a cartoon. I don't know. But um, <laughs> the song that, that Rasputin sings in the dark of the night, I just, as a kid, I loved it. Uh, in the dark of the night. And it's and still to this day, I will randomly, I guess if I'm thinking about nighttime or dark I don't know. I'm telling you, at least once a month or something like that, I will think of the song in the dark of the night. And it makes me smile. I'm not thinking about it in like a creepy way or anything like that. I'm just like, maybe because it's a cheery song. I don't know. Um, But that's another one that just randomly pops into my head. So I think that might be my, my question of the episode is what song like randomly pops into your head. You don't know what triggers it, but it's happened frequently enough that you notice it. You know, not a song that's just been on your mind lately, but like truly randomly will come into your mind and you're like, oh, here it is again. <laughs> here we go again. I'm just kidding. Um, so those are, yeah, um, those are my kind of thoughts there uh, with the the random things that pop into your, to your mind. Another random thought I had today, because I can be a somewhat clumsy person at times. I wrote down, it is a good thing that eyes have good reflexes, like your eyes that you see with. Um, and I honestly think, I can't remember if I've read somewhere. I don't know if your eyes, I don't know if that's like your quickest reflex or not. I'm not really sure. But, um, and I say that because I was trying to clean my glasses and you can, yes, you can already picture so I have my glasses in front of me and I spritz the bottle. I spritz it on one side and then I flip my glasses over or flip, not my glasses, but the the bottle over and I spritz it up. And of course, you know, if it's spritzing up, where's that going to go? Towards my eyes. And, and I mean like right towards my eyes. And luckily, you know, eyes are so quick with the reflex that my eyes close as soon as I felt like a drop or whatever. And I think that saved my eye, of course, from being, from having um, cleaner in it. But one, golly, you guys, I am so silly sometimes. Like the clumsiness is hilarious and just the not thinking things through. But I am glad that uh, God made us with quick eye reflex, um, which is kind of an interesting thought. Like, I guess he knew, obviously he knows everything, that um, I guess our eyes need, our, our eyes need to be protected more than maybe some other things because some other reflexes aren't near that quick. <laughs> some other, I guess, reflexes acquire or require um, more conscious thought, whereas our, our eyes um, don't really, I guess, require much conscious thought. It just happens subconsciously. So thank you, God, for the way that you made our brain um, to do those things. And uh, so <laughs> very quickly, like I said, this is my list of, of random things for for this episode. I love it, though. It's so much fun. Um, and that is... I was, um, I went to, where'd I go? In, no, was it, no, it wasn't Indies. I can't remember. I'd went somewhere to eat and, um, one of the most awkward, but kind of necessary things to do, but I, I do not like doing, it just feels so weird is checking your food, um, before you leave. Right. And, I think if you're in a drive-thru, it's a little less awkward. Like once they hand you the bag, you can, you know, check in your car and then drive off. But if you're in the store, I can't remember where I went. Uh, I know I used to do it with pizza. Um, but if you actually go into the fast food restaurant and then you have to, and then you're, you just want to check to make sure you have everything. I think it was b <laughs> And... I feel so awkward. Like, I feel like I'm saying I do not trust that you gave me everything. But it's not that I don't trust you or anything. I just know that sometimes things get forgotten. And those times where I do feel like, okay, I'm going to trust that I've got everything, things are missing. And so I feel terrible. Like, I feel, I do feel like I'm I'm telling them I do not trust them and then things like that. But but I kind of has to be done. Um, and I feel bad about it. Um, so sometimes I don't do it, honestly. Sometimes, like, the the kind of... I guess, guilt of being like, oh, I don't want them to think that they've done so poorly. Like maybe if I built some type of rapport with the person that I just, I just suck it up and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to check the bag. If I'm missing something, I'm missing something. Um, I'm just moving on. Um, and, and, and then, but on the flip side of that, sometimes I don't care. And I do check the bag, particularly if it's a place that has done me wrong uh, a few times before. <clears throat> <Beat ups. clears throat> I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, that's <laughs> another thing I found that is 
I don't mind uh, checking bags. Honestly, I don't mind um, confrontation as much when I'm chewing gum. I realized this the other day, and I, I, I y'all think there's something to it. There needs to be a study, a psychological study on the effects of chewing gum and your confidence level or your sass level or your attitude level as you chew your gum. I think, <laughs> yeah, so I think, like, I joke with my mom all the time because when my mom gets a piece of gum, oh, my goodness, the sassiness comes out, and she knows. Like, I'm like, Mama, Mama, you got to spit that gum out because you are getting too sassy for me right now. Um, but I think there's something to it because the same will happen to me. I'm telling you, I feel like it happens to other people. Like, there's, there's those who chew gum perfectly, and that's hard to do because gum chewing is as the person who doesn't like the sound of chewing is a very annoying sound. Um, but it's the, um, it's those, there's some people and sometimes I do it. You just chew your gum. Your mouth isn't moving, like barely moving. Cause you're just kind of chewing slowly. Your mouth is closed the entire time. We barely know you have gum in your mouth. Um, but something about gum being in the mouth, even when I, it's and it. It's interesting because when I see it in other people, like when I see other people who chew gum, particularly if they're chewing it with their mouth open automatically. And I know this should not be a thing, but automatically I'm like, mm. because I feel like they're going to be a little sassy with that gum chewing if they're chewing it with their mouth open. Like I'm like, oh, they're going to have some attitude because they're chewing with their mouth open. And But I think my reasoning for that is because I know when I chew my gum and I don't chew my gum with my mouth open. Um, but sometimes, you know, if I'm by myself, I might maybe, I, I don't even like the sound for myself, but, um, but I know when I'm chewing gum, I, I feel sassier y'all. I don't know what it is, but I feel sassier. So I was, I remember, I think it was McAllister's and I was getting something and I had that gum and I was just a chewing it. I wasn't chewing it with my mouth open, but I was chewing it hard. And, um, and I remember just be like, uh-huh, uh, okay. Like that was my attitude. And I got my stuff and I was like, thank you. And I was perfectly fine. I checked everything. I got my car. This car was coming towards me. And with my gum, I was like, I know you're going to move. Like, I know I'm going to be able to get through here. Like you, and I was like, oh, this is from the gum. Like, I was like, why am I being so sassy in my head? Like, what is going on? And then I was like, I think it's the gum. <laughs> the gum is making me do it. <laughs> um, and I, and I have, I've noticed that a few times. Like if I'm feeling like I'm not trying to, I don't ever try to pick fights. But if I have gum in my mouth, I certainly won't run away from one. I'll tell you that, you know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my goodness. I got to spit this gum out. And believe it, I did spit it out because I was like, oh, my goodness, it's giving me an attitude. And I I don't want to approach people with an attitude. I don't want to go home, my poor little husband, um, with an attitude. So has anybody else found that to be the case, like where you chew gum and you you just as sassy as can be? Or you've noticed that with other people that, like, they're, they're normally chill, calm, lovely people. And then you get a piece of gum in their mouth and all of a sudden, you know, you better watch yourself. <laughs> um, that's me, man. So I do think, I mean, I might have to use that to my advantage. Maybe if there's a situation where I need to like, um, I guess get some courage or something, you know, I don't, I don't do the liquid courage thing. I'm not a drinker, but maybe I can do some gum courage and, you know, build up my, <laughs> confidence by chewing gum real quick um and and maybe spitting it out you know if I just need a little bit or just chewing through the whole situation and annoy that person with with the sound of my chewing but um gum it does make me confident and kind of rude at the same time um so I have to be careful I have to be very aware of you know how I'm feeling what I'm doing when I <laughs> listen uh when I or I'm sorry when I chew gum as that person but anyway um so and then my I have kind of one last random thing before I have a final thought um and and we'll wrap it up after that final thought but the kind of last random thing was this so I was making what was I gonna make oh I think I was making fries fries in the oven and um and while I was there I was getting I you know had my pan out and I got in and I was getting the parchment paper and y'all one thing I realized is I do not like the sound of, of, of ripping the parchment paper, like the, like, like the parchment papers, the, the kind of waxy paper, the wax type paper. Cause lately I've been using the kind that's like pre-cut. So I just have to pull it out, which I don't even like the sound of that, but I just pull it out and it's fine. But I wasn't using that for this pan cause it was a little bigger. 
And so I had to, you know, use the, like pull the parchment paper to the length that I needed and tear it and rip it. And it made the sound that I cringe at now. Um, it was just this like, oh, I can't even like, just like, the, like, I don't know, but it was that y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Like that kind of waxy paper scrape feeling. Oh, it, it's like that nails on the chalkboard sound, right? It was, it was, I did not like it one bit. Um, that was, I just wrote that down because I thought that wasn't funny that I recognized that, that, that sound made me cringe. And I'm trying to think, I, I know, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned other sounds that made me, that are a little, man, I can't, I can't remember if I did or didn't, but that sound, it literally, like my body was like, ah, you know, when you hear something and you just kind of, you literally cringe. Like I hate to say the term cringe as far as like, I know it's, it's, you know, uh, more like it just, a, oh, that's so cringy, you know, but, but like literally though, my body was, was like cringing when I heard that sound. And <laughs> now that one, I will not ask that question. Do you do not have to share things that make you cringe? Um, because you know, I want to, <laughs> we're keeping this lighthearted and happy for you. So please don't think about that. But I did want to throw that out there because I thought that was funny. Um, that I recognize that and that it literally made me cringe. Um, but the last thing that I that I want to share for this episode, um, this actually, it's a situation that happened, um, oof, maybe, uh, did I just, y'all, did I really just say oof? I think, I, oh my goodness, that, I, oh my goodness. Anyway, a situation, <laughs> my, uh, my daughter, my stepdaughter, she used to say oof a lot. Um, I think that's where I get it from, that oof, you know. That Gen, that Gen Z thing back when she was younger. I don't I don't know if they still say it now. I'm pretty sure they do not. But um, this happened about, I would probably say a month and a half ago because it was right before school started. Uh, and I was, but I was going to a training and um, one of our professional developments. And I get there um, and you have to, you know, you have your name tags, you have the things like that and you sign in. And I think throughout, most of the day, you know, I, I had done my thing. I went through some of the sessions. They were great. They were fun. It was a, a, like a digital technology type training. And so it was cool to see kind of the different things that they had there. Um, but I had went there and I was sitting in the lobby. It was after our lunch break and I was just enjoying my, you know, finishing up my, (laughs) this is funny. I was actually finishing up a cookie. (laughs) We had eaten lunch, I believe, at, I think we went to Qdoba, um, and then I had wrapped it up with with eating a cookie, Um, and so I was sitting in the lobby eating my cookie, and while I was there, one of the women who worked there was addressing this young guy. So where the um, where the PD took place was at a, a school, and I believe the school... I can't remember if it's, you know, kindergarten through high school, maybe middle school and high school, but I know that it goes through high school. And there was a, like throughout the, at the conference, there was different people there to help some of, and they use some of the high schoolers as, I guess they could volunteer their time. And so usually there's like two or three that were kind of running around being helpful. And the rest of us are teachers. Um, And so I was sitting there and one of the ladies who was working there, she approached um, a young guy. He appeared to be in high school um, to me. He didn't um, necessarily have, um, was, they weren't, they didn't have to dress in any type of specific way. They didn't have to have a label that said they were volunteers or anything. So he was just in his regular casual dress. Um, but the lady walked up to him and she said, hey, excuse me. She said, are you participating in the training or are you helping? And he was like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm a helper. Like I, I'm, oh, I'm not a teacher. I'm not, I'm not participating. I'm just here to help. But he smiled and I thought about that and I was like, huh? I was like, what a way for her to phrase that question. Y'all know I'm a word person. And I, I don't know if she did it intentionally or, or if that's just, if she really thought that, I think it, I mean, he did look young. Like he, you could tell he was a high schooler. I mean, he could have been a young teacher. I mean, they, you know, they could start teaching as soon as they, you know, get out of um, college. So he could have easily also been 21, just a young looking 21 year old. But I just really, I loved the way that she said it because it made it sound like he was, he, he could have been mistaken for being someone, um, more than than who he was like I don't want to say he wasn't important but you know the conference was you know for teachers and things like that and so she kind of gave him a compliment in in asking you know if he was there to help by being like oh you know 
are are you one of the people this is for or are you someone who's helping um she could easily be like hey are you helping here or hey are you volunteering and just said that and if he was a teacher he would be like no I'm a teacher right um and if he was you know just a high schooler he'd be like yeah that's me but just the fact that she gave him the the benefit of you could be one of the people this is for you could be the person who is important and that made me think because it was like you know I want to make someone's day by you know saying that they could be the person of value and importance here you know for example um when you, let's say you run into somebody at the hospital, and I'm just thinking about this because, you know, speaking of my, my child, um, she works at a hospital and you could, you know, go to somebody and be like, Hey, are you a nurse? Or you could be, you could just be nice and say, Hey, are you the doctor or the nurse? You know, and I'm not saying doctors are more important than nurses. Please don't get me wrong. Like I'm not trying to assign value to one over the other, but I am trying to say to, it's okay to, or I even think it's cool and nice to, kind of give someone even a a higher, um, I don't want to say value, man, like just like, uh, more credit than, um, than less credit or, you know, none at all. So that would be like, if I went to, let's say at that same meeting, there was, um, a, like a training for principals and I was there as a teacher helping, um, how cool would I feel if someone came up to me like, Hey, you know, what, what school are you the principal of to be mistaken for a principal? I'd be like, Oh, me, I'm, I'm not a principal. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a teacher, you know, but thank you so much for thinking that I could be that whole thing. Like that just, thank you for so, thank you so much for thinking that I could be someone of value and worth, you know, and not saying that you're not, but I'm saying like when when approaching someone or when talking to someone, and I really hope I'm explaining it in a way that makes sense, but saying that you, that they could be, you know, that person, like you see their potential, you see how far they could go, you know, um, you know, or like if someone jokingly, I I like, I don't, the the best, for example, I can use for myself as principal and teacher because that's my, my literal thing. And so that's not to say that principals are, you know, more important than teachers or anything like that. But the fact that someone would mistake me for a principal is pretty awesome. Um, and I, I would love that. Like, I would be like, oh, thank you so much. Um, so kind of thinking about, you know, when asking or talking to someone, go ahead and assume the best. Maybe that's, maybe that's the point I'm trying to make. Assume the best of them. Assume that they are the top of whatever. Go ahead and assume that instead of assuming that they're, that they're lower or different, you know, or less than or in, in any way. Um, go ahead and assume the best of them. Whether they really are or not, you know, maybe you can show them that, hey, I could see this in you. There's something in you that makes me think you could do this. Or there's something in you that reflects a similar characteristic of this. And maybe it's something they have seen and they're like, wow, someone else sees it in me. Or maybe it's something that they never thought and they're like, man, maybe I really could do that. You know, it's kind of like the, like the perk of being a teacher is that you can instill in kids, you know, who they, not who they want to be. You don't want to tell them who they want to be, but you can say you can be anything and not just anything, but you can, you can be someone great. You can do something important. Um, it kind of makes me think of a conversation I literally had this week. I think honestly it was yesterday, um, with one of my students, I was, subbing um for for PE y'all if I keep subbing for PE side note I'm gonna have to tell y'all some stories because I am not a PE teacher by any means um I I teach I currently now teach uh, multilingual learners I am an English language development teacher uh but um sometimes they need help in subbing and so I was (laughs) I was a PE teacher this week for a couple of times and yeah, let me tell you, shout out to all you PE teachers. You guys are amazing. Um, but anywho, so I had this, I will probably have to tell some PE stories. I'm gonna have to get some ready because one, I feel like this won't be the last time, but I'm gonna have to get some sub stories ready. Like with this new position comes plenty of opportunities to sub in other classrooms and uh, we're gonna have to see how that goes. But anywho, um, back to, so I had a conversation with, um, a young boy and he was having a rough time. And so I was talking to him to the side and I mean, we, we had been talking about everything and I was like, well, you know, what do you want to grow up to, to do? What do you want to do one day? Because I was trying to make the connection to the things you do now 
will help shape who you want to be. And so he said, I want to work in a school. I said, great. I said, well, what do you want to do in the school? And I threw out all kinds of things, teacher, principal, um, security, custodian, um, uh, lunch person, assistant. What do you want to do? And he said, I want to be a principal. And I looked at him, I looked him in the eyes and I said, you know what? I, I honestly believe you could be a principal. I said, and you would be a great one. So if you were a principal right now, and I went into that whole, you know, that whole spiel. But what I'm saying is like believing in people and, and believing them for the best, for the most, for the highest thing, for the highest achievement that they could. Like there is power in believing in people and, and, and I don't want to say in mistaking them for being more. Like I would rather be mistaken for someone mistaking me for being something more than what I was than someone mistaking me for being someone less than what I was. You know, we've heard those stories of like the CEO walking in and maybe they're not dressed as a CEO would. And so people just don't think anything of them just to find out they were the CEO, right? So just seeing the best in people and then having opportunities to try to make their their day um, in any way. And that's just kind of an example. Um, she did it in the way that she questioned the young boy, you know, are you a participant or, you know, or are you, or are you a volunteer? You know, both of them were good outcomes. Um, kind of similar to talking to the young guy today. I was like, yeah, you totally, or yesterday, you totally could be a principal. I could see you at the top. Um, so if there's any opportunity, if someone for, I mean, and whatever it is that they want to do, encourage them. But if there's any opportunity or if you see something in someone that maybe they don't see in themselves, or maybe you just see like a quality of greatness find a way to share it with them, um, make their day that way, you know, make, make that, I want to, I don't want to say mistake, but that happy mistake of, oh, are you so-and-so? And they're like, oh no, not me. You know, oh, are you the, you know, the main singer for today? What? No, I'm just a background singer, you know, things like that. Um, I think is, I thought that was pretty awesome and that stuck with me and, that became something that I was like, you know what, I, I definitely want to try to do that. And so I want to encourage everybody out there listening, um, to do that and, and to, to try to look for ways to maybe encourage and uplift other people in that way. So yeah, um, that was my, my last thing that I wanted to share. Um, I don't quite have my, uh, my food segment, anything to this week. I don't, other than I can throw out there, you know, food segment would be, um, the awkwardness of checking your food. <laughs> oh, oh, though I do. Okay. 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 I, I do have a food segment. <laughs> All right, so husband and I, um, very quickly, we just went to um, this Indian restaurant called the Tika House. Uh, I've been there a, few, a couple of times now, and I absolutely, uh, it's it's been it's been so good. It's been wonderful, and I the thing that I like about it, and I think my husband and I we both agree, almost like the best part, their curry is very good, awesome, love that. Um, but it's their their non bread, and my husband he gets the regular non, and you get this bread piece like this like twice the size of your head or the size of your head if you got a big head <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm kidding but you do get this bread piece like the non that's like really huge um you got the regular non and when I went with um a couple of my my girlfriends uh about a month ago one of them got the garlic non and that was really good and I think one got the butter non and that was really good and then I got because I always get I call it the fluffy non but it's the batura I think it's how you say it, and that's the kind of the fried naan, so it's fluffy. And let me just say, the Tika House, it has great Indian food, um, great, great curry. I've only had the chicken curry there. My husband had the chicken vindaloo, and he liked it. Um, but that naan bread is worth the visit alone. It was so good. Uh, in fact, I, I usually I eat all my food in one setting, and I could have, I could have probably ate like three-fourths of it, but I saved half of it because I was like, I know I'm going to want this again later today. Cause it is so yummy. Um, so that is my food segment. Okay, so I did have a food segment. It is the Tika House and the yummy goodness of their non bread. And if you haven't had non bread ever, oh my goodness, go go get some. Not at the store. Go to your nearest Indian restaurant and go get some non bread. In fact, go ahead and get the bread and the curry. Chicken curry is a good starter. If you're worried about the spice of the curry, um, try chicken tikka masala. That's kind of like a good starter. Um, if you are even a little more concerned about that, try, I think it's called pakora, which is just like little fried chicken bites. Um, so go get some Indian food. It's amazing. It's good. I'm sure 
as this podcast continues, you're going to hear more about it um, from different places that I go because I really do love Indian food. I think it's my favorite um, kind of food. But anywho, so that's my food segment. And, and then my my um, song segment would be little random songs in my head. So we made it. We made it through everything. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you all so much for listening. I definitely appreciate all the listens. Um, and all the people who who talk with me and say, hey, I've been listening or I've been catching up um, on the podcast. You guys don't know how much that means to me and how how much I really and truly appreciate it. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, so go join me on Instagram if you haven't yet. Go um, on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, um, leave comments on there. Let me know um, what you like about it, um, how much you love it. <laughs> Um, answer the questions on Spotify, uh, leave a review, do all those wonderful things. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Thank you for your interaction so far. And um, I hope you guys have an amazing next couple of weeks.